1: See you so sincere. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Tell Me This. It is a summer of coaching. Um, typically, in the summer, Brianne and I are prepping for our next season, identifying topics, content, and seeking out some interviews with individuals or groups. And this summer, as some of you know from the end of season two, I decided to take some coaching classes. Honestly, it was long overdue. I have a dear, dear friend who. Expertly runs the coaching program at Anne Arundel Community College in Arnold, Maryland, and I had been talking to her for a long time about taking those classes and when am i when am I going to be able to do it and Of course, I live in Massachusetts, so it was a little tricky. They offer those classes in a variety of formats, and in the beginning, it was a long weekend, you know, so like you know a couple of days or two and a half days of 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 these coaching classes and I had tried a couple of times to schedule it around my work and family and it just didn't I just couldn't make it happen. And as we continued in this pandemic and realized it was going to be longer than what any of us had anticipated or could possibly imagine, man, you know, imagine I got an email um or was just in communication with my friend Jen and sure enough, they were offering a version of the coaching classes through Zoom. And I thought, well, I have a lot of things on my plate. I talked to Jen a couple of times about, you know, what the outside work would look like, if she thought I could take this on. And, you know, she gave me some really good advice because I had some things going on that I was thinking about. As many of you know, I was writing a book and, you know, still teaching classes. and, And she, you know, said that, Um, She thought maybe that the coaching, you know, going to the coaching classes and being involved in the coaching classes might actually be a great space to, you know, think about some of the ideas that I was writing about and, you know, sort of managing the things that I had going on with work, etc. And sure enough, she was right. So I signed up for that first class. Loved it, signed up for the second class, fell in love with coaching, and we are wrapping up our third class as I record this podcast, and sure enough, I've already enrolled in the fourth and fifth classes for the fall, so I am a believer for sure. And so what I decided to do this summer, really out of the inspiration from my classmates in these courses, is I decided to do a summer of coaching, and I just... You know, selfishly wanted to talk more with and learn from my great colleagues in the classes. And I got about, as of right now, I think I have eight people who have volunteered to do interviews. And oh, it's been so much fun to sit down with these individuals for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to talk about coaching and their favorite thing about coaching, what's hard about coaching, their journey towards coaching. And, we do spend a lot of time together in the coaching classes, you know, this is this is one of those sets of classes where you're not just learning the skills and and practicing on your own. You you're put in breakout rooms in pairs and trios and all different kinds of groupings to really practice these skills. So we do get to know each other in these classes, but it's not the same as like spending one-on-one time with individuals. So I just feel so lucky and grateful and honestly privileged that I have had a chance to to spend some more time with these folks that you're going to hear from in these upcoming episodes. And so sort of in the spirit of this podcast, I wanted to share, um, you know, go back to the format where I used to tell stories and try to find some research to connect to what you're, what you're going to hear in these interviews. And um, you know, as I was doing the interviews with, with individuals, you know, it was, it was you know, I was reminded by the guests and also just in my own reflections on the podcast that I think, you know, my grandmother, of course, as many of you have known, if you've been with me since the first episode, know that, you know, she was a huge inspiration for me wanting to start this podcast. It had been on my list for a very long time and, I just kept putting it, you know, it just kept falling to the bottom of the list for all the reasons that, you know, I'm sure that you could guess. And when she passed away, I did a lot of reflecting and I thought, you know what, if not now, when? And so I started the podcast and and as I wrote the book and have talked to others and, you know, as I reflected on my grandmother, um, you know, I have said and I and I really I think I said this when she was alive as well. You know, she was such a great teacher for our entire family. Um, And so that was sort of an identity that I had had given her or she had, I mean, she had just sort of modeled and demonstrated I didn't give her any any of that really. She she gave it to us. And as I took these coaching classes and as I talked to my peers, as you'll hear in these interviews, you know, one of our guests said, you know, your grandmother showed up coach-like all the time and like sure enough she did it's crazy even the name of the podcast this this idea of tell me this really was something that she said and and it really does honor the tenets and the principles of the kind of coaching that i'm learning about and being trained and you know trained to use and and, and practicing with this this notion of being in a moment with someone on a walk with someone, whatever your metaphor is like journeying alongside an individual or a group and, and acknowledging that each of us has a set of gifts. And as a coach, I'm not giving advice. I'm not there to mentor, to judge, um, to offer my insights or my experiences. I'm there to, to help to amplify what's already in each person and, and to really, I don't know have people notice right individuals notice how they're feeling what they're thinking, what they're saying in those moments and again, my grandmother wouldn't have called herself a teacher, she certainly wouldn't have called herself a coach, but sure enough, my goodness, when I think of stories, you know I can see um so many pictures of my family and my grandparents, and you know they used to live on the water in Pasadena, Maryland, right on Grays Creek, and I would pull up in my car in their driveway and sort of walk down this um, decline towards their back porch area. And they would often be sitting on their screened-in porch, rocking in the sort of swing in the screened-in porch or sitting in a lounge chair on their porch that was, you know, an open porch with the deck above. So it created another sort of outdoor area area. And I would plop down and, you know, we would have a chat about, I don't know, whatever was going on in my life at that moment. And <laughs> as I reflect on all of those times that I plopped down to have a conversation, whether it was outside on the screened in porch in her, you know, condominium as she got older in Florida, playing golf, plopped down in the golf cart or on her back porch. darn darn it if those weren't like mini coaching sessions because she really did lean in and listen um you know she asked questions she wanted to know what it looked like what it felt like what it was about what it was called all these great powerful what questions and she really did you know some of the tenants and skills that you'll hear about in these interviews really we learn how to stay in a moment with a client and not sort of you know, push our agenda to create space for, you know, if we ask a question and there's a pause to let it sit and let the client sort of think and talk as needed to really listen, actively listen, to stay present, to stay unattached, right? That this is not our story and not my journey, but the client's journey and story. And I wrote down self-manage and I put a question mark because self-manage as a coach is sort of, it's awesome to get excited with and for your client. Of course, there's a there's a skill around championing, like authentically championing and cheering on your client. And at the same time, we also have to self-manage and not get too excited. And so I think my grandmother, being a grandmother, right, or a mother or a great-grandmother, um, sort of walked that fine line. So, so maybe that one, not so much, but, you know, who can blame her? She was a grandmother, so... So it's really been fun to, to speak to my colleagues, my peers from these classes and sort of, you know, make that connection about my grandmother. Just, yeah, I hadn't, again, it's sort of that that naming in, in one of the episodes with uh, Coach Shannon, we talked about how important it is to notice and name things. And and so these, my peers really and my friends um, really gave me a gift that I was able to name those moments as as perhaps many um, coaching sessions with my grandmother, which is which is really cool. So if I could sort of pivot or turn the corner a little bit, I will I wanted to you know, as I do often in my podcast or at least, maybe not so much during the the pandemic, the season with the interviews about the pandemic, but in that first season, for sure, I often brought research. Um, to the forefront. I love the idea of sort of telling stories and bringing that sort of lived experience, but then also, you know, bringing in some literature, whether it's academic literature, um, you know, news articles or other things that I'm finding to talk about the topic and sort of get different perspectives. And so when I started digging into the literature around coaching, it's tricky. Um, and it's tricky because that word coaching, and I wish, um, Coach Shannon Fleischman was here right now because she's so good at thinking about sort of how we socially construct words. This idea of coaching, it's really, in a lot of ways, it's ambiguous. I was in a conversation with someone yesterday and we were talking about language and words and how we sort of, you know, we give these words value and we privilege these words, but if they start to take on multiple meanings and represent so many scenarios and situations, they actually lose their meaning. And so I just really wanted to be mindful as I looked for research to acknowledge that coaching is a sort of fluid, you know, verb, um, and being a coach, the noun form of that word, also fluid. I mean, it could be, you know, out on a field being a coach, it could be an instructional coach, there's life coaches, there's professional sort of career coaching. Um, So I found myself as I did the research, you know, that it it wasn't that easy to find sort of what I was looking for. So instead, what I did is I took some of the key or what I see as um, some of the key features of coaching at least the coaching that I'm being taught um, and found some some articles that I thought would be would be fun to share so one thing that came up a lot in the interviews and you'll you'll hear them hopefully you'll stick around to listen to them in the next several weeks is this idea of listening lots of people talked about um, connection listening staying you know leaning in and so I found this article it's, um, it's actually from the Harvard Graduate School of Education Usable Knowledge Series, and it's The Value of Listening. And it's really, now this is really focused on, you know, the value of listening for students. Um, but I could see where it's certainly transferable to other audiences. And they, t- they go on to talk in the article about this idea of active engagement and that, um. It really does offer and symbolize a sign of respect and it reinforces the the notion of being in a team, supporting a team, working together um, and that, you know, sort of leaning in to listen is is almost a signal in some ways of you're you're with them and you're listening and paying attention. So I thought that was really, really telling. I think the other thing the article talks about, which I love, is, um, and this is funny because this is such a co- coaching skill. At the end of the article, they talk about bottom lining the importance of listening. So um, we talk about that in coaching as well. This sort of, you know, you know, get sort of to the crux of the of the, the lesson from the story, and that is that careful listening builds trusts. And demonstrates to students that it's not just the first thought that matters. And so what I found really interesting about that claim or that statement is, one, you know, we have to remember that even in what we perceive as a time-crunched moment, which is for ev- probably for everybody most of the time, right? Even when we feel like we are crunched for time, we need to make time for each other in order to in order to cultivate trust and authentic relationships. I think the other thing, and I was so happy to be reminded of this and really sort of need to make myself a, a visual reminder of this is that it also is a great way to model that habit to our kids, our colleagues, our friends and our students that, you know, active listening really is pausing and creating quiet and creating space for that other person. And it reminds the other person who's engaged that you don't have to come back with a quick answer. It's not the first thought that matters, right? So it's not creating this pressure to have the answer. Maybe there isn't an answer. It's not your responsibility to have the answer. You're your sort of role in that moment is to be a listener. So just be a listener. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. So I really, really loved that sort of lesson. The other thing that I I found that I wanted to bring to the conversation around research is this idea, because it came up in the interviews, this idea, and it took different forms, so I'm paraphrasing. It came up as presence, right? So definitely being a listener is important. And along with that is being present, being still, creating space, you know, making those connections and being present. And so I found an article on healthline.com that was talking about, it's called the beginner's guide to being present. Um, and let's see, it was, it's, it's a 2020 and April, 2020 article um And it really just talks about this idea of you know taking up space and connecting both your mind and your sort of physical, so the mental and physical being aligned in the same space which which isn't always easy, right it's being focused in the here and now and not distracted or what they call mentally absent and they go on to give some reasons for for its importance, so not surprising being present and mindful can help us to manage stress. Um, They even go on to say that it's been shown to relieve mental health symptoms. And they also include here, which I think is really relevant um, to us in these coaching, you know, relationships is it can strengthen your relationships, right? So if you're In a coaching session or just showing up coach-like, whatever that, you know, your role or however you're sort of enacting these skills that you're going to hear about in these interviews, if you're with someone and you're, you know, the, the someone is speaking with you and talking with you and you're glancing at your phone or you're looking out the window and you lose the train of conversation, well, imagine how that feels for the other person. I mean, how would you feel if you were having a conversation with someone and they were, every time their phone buzzed, they were sort of picking it up and glancing at it or fiddling with it. You know, being present, being present for students, for family, for our kids. Ugh, I'm so, that makes me think about my own kids and how patient they are with my fiddling with my phone or my work email when they're trying to talk to me about something and so, you know, this is a lesson for all of us that part of showing up coach like is being present and that it can along with um you know, leaning in to listen and active listening, it can really strengthen our connections and our relationships and build trust and if you go into the literature, the academic literature, around things like trust and connection and belonging, there is definitely literature that suggests that this increases student, and faculty, teacher, leader satisfaction. It can promote productivity. And those two things together lead to higher retention, fewer people you know, leaving or switching jobs. It also, there's also evidence to suggest that it promotes deeper learning and it, it cultivates a learning identity that we show up um, wanting to better understand instead of worried so much about the answer that we're focused on a process, right? Being in the process instead of that outcome and measuring ourselves and others against some, um, I don't know, some invisible should, right? And so all of this is to say that, you know, even as coaching might take different forms and show up in different contexts with different hats and uniforms and and skills the coaching that i'm learning is called engagement coaching and it really is you know the metaphor i keep going back to is going on a walk or a journey with someone and really honoring and paying attention to the gifts that 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 person or group brings along on that journey. And I think my role as a coach is to help them, you know, in those moments, good, bad, or different, to celebrate those gifts, to notice those gifts, to notice the voices that are hindering their accessing those gifts, um, and really just to help them pay attention to what others probably are already seeing in themselves and so um yeah so i hope that you enjoy this s- series of a uh, summer of coaching i know that i definitely enjoyed speaking to each person that you're going to hear from on these podcasts and i really am um sincerely um forever grateful to this group of individuals that I've had a chance to get to know in these classes and that were willing to take time out of their days and busy schedules to sit with me, even if it's on Zoom, <laughs> to sit with me and talk about a topic that is super um, near and dear to all of our hearts. And I said, I think Erica, Coach Erica, and I were talking about how it's so cool that, you know, just when you think you've gotten to the age where you're not going to add any friends to sort of your, your list, um, darn it. You meet some wonderful group of people who you are connected with and who hear you, who listen to you and, you know, want to call you friend too. So, so I appreciate that I've gotten to know my coaching peers and many of them have become friends. And so I hope for everyone who's listening, you have folks that are showing up for you, coach-like um, in your orbit because we all deserve um, I think we all deserve a coach in our, our lives um, probably more more than one so anyway thanks again for listening to Tell Me This I am your host Carrie Borkowski, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. So sincere Under the glaciers your last year, Sunday searching for melodies, floating around in mountain streams, galaxies we